What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 247 of Geeks Under Grace Podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. What up? This week, we're geeking about out about all of our favorites of 2020. So our favorite games, favorite movies, favorite TV. Uh, we're not going to be talking about news this week. Uh, and so the way that that's going to look, I was thinking about this. Uh, next week, we'll start talking about news again, but we're not going to go back three weeks and try to cover everything that has happened in that time. Um, so odds are you would have already heard it, right? Yeah, yeah. If you uh, are needing some some news stuff, then uh, I'm sorry that like if you go to us for news, I apologize that you've been out for three weeks. We'll get back to it soon. Uh, and if you listen because you want to hear our opinions on news stuff, uh, then just tweet at us hashtag GGCast. Um, and you're like, what do you think about this? We'd love to uh, talk to you. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the easy way to do it, is Twitter. So, cool. Well, before we get into our favorite video games, uh, we have been playing games probably the last few weeks. Christmas is coming on. Um, what, have, what have you guys been playing? I honestly still playing Valhalla. I'm almost done with it, I think, um, story-wise. <laughs> nice. But that's there's good. a lot. It's a meaty game. Yeah. Um, so, I'll let you guys have it. Go ahead, LJ. Uh, yeah, so not only was I having a break, but I also got COVID over our two-week podcast break, which yeah. in, in hindsight, I'm gr- grateful for those two weeks because I was able to, to write it out. And like, like if we we're doing a podcast, I still could have done one. But uh, the, so when I had the energy, it, it, took, it took a few days before I could sit up more than a few hours to play games. Uh, I binged the wow. heck out of Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh in like two days mm-hmm. and so that is really cool that's uh the newest part of the newest trilogy it's the final game uh which actually is on ps plus right now for those who who have uh, playstation plus uh i played it on my xbox but uh yeah it's it's really good they they have some really cool um new mechanics in it uh she she has this thing she can do that's very predator like now where she can like cover herself in mud and hide in like these like walls with like brush and things like that so um so you could totally be like literally like in the shadows and come out and do stealth kills and stuff and uh it's cool it's uh set in peru about like like preventing an apocalypse kind of a thing uh Mm -hmm. with like mayan and aztec uh related stuff so it's really good I've, i've played a lot more uh during my time away and uh but that was easily easily that was uh the highlight for sure so that that was the the big thing I played. Cool, Shelly. Yeah. So I, besides still playing Hades, it's so funny. There was a discussion happening with like a couple other staff members and Geeks for Grace, and because there's a couple other people who are playing Hades as well, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm at like ten hours or whatever." Yeah, Derek and played I, it, and he he actually really enjoyed it because he's he's not a big RPG guy. I mean, he's he's a big JRPG yeah. guy, but he's not like a big. Like, he does not like roguelikes at all, and he really enjoyed Hades. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but then I looked at my hours, and I'm like, oh, over 75. That checks out. Um, so you I, have played um, more of Hades than I have of Assassin's Creed. Whoa. Really? I believe oh, I'm at around whoa. 68 hours, last I checked. That's hardcore. Nice. 
well, I want that epilogue, and I and I think I'm close. I think I just need to keep winning. That's pretty much. There's no. Decision. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you need to clear it like ten times to even roll the credits, right? Right, which I did. I okay. did a while ago, but I I love the epilogue. <laughs> I have. I've become best friends with many of the Olympians, so I That's think at cool. this point I just need to keep winning and, and maybe keep amping up the heat and seeing how we go. I finally beat five feet, and I, I, I can keep going. Dang, that's awesome. Anyway, Hades is still very fun. I'll still pick it up every now and again. I'm still <laughs> streaming it, too. You can find me streaming at Keeps in the Grace, um, or sorry, twitch.tv slash Keeps in the Grace on Tuesdays. Um, I also played the entirety of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Nice. I got it, and I beat it in three days. One, because it's kind of a short game, and two, because it's a really good game. It was very fun. I felt so powerful, and it was so beautiful that it broke my Switch a couple times. It literally uh, crashed my Switch because it was too much. I heard I heard it even had issues running on the Xbox uh, One whenever it came. Like, even on the One X, it yeah, had issues yeah. running on there, so that's cool. It's so beautiful, Whoa. but, like, literally there were scenes where I... It looked really pixelated, which is just oh, okay. so unfortunate because I know it's not the game. It was the Switch yeah. and um, just not being able to handle it. But I could still like appreciate its beauty. Um, and it was really fun. I liked it a lot more than the first game, I think. And maybe it's just because it's been so long since I played the first game. But I felt like there was just like you had way more power in the second game. And it felt way more like a Metroidvania than the first one. Like you could explore anywhere essentially any time and that was cool because hmm. i feel like the first game was a little more linear it's very guided um, but i was also yeah i was also really um excited to play and motivated to finish it because my husband got me the official art book for christmas and i couldn't look through i can't look through the art book unless i do the game right oh so yeah, yeah i wanted to be the game so i didn't get spoiled but it is a, a great game so if you like again it was a little bit tiny bit rough on switch sometimes um like there are some times where it just lags so much it would stop and i'm like oh no are you gonna crash and then it would just keep going and then it was fine <laughs> um but if it, it was really fun to play on a console um because last time i just played it on my uh pc so if you're interested in metroidvanias um like honestly if you really really want to like i think probably playing the first game is worth it before this game but this game is just really really good so You'll be, I talked to be, Joe about it. You'll be happy to know that I restarted. Well, I didn't restart, but I picked up the first game again for Backlog nice. Golf. So Perfect. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I talked to Joe about it because it's his game of the year, Ori and the Will of Wisps, because I know he's like the biggest Ori fan I know, probably. I think he's yeah. into it. So um, it was cool to talk to him about it. It's a very, very good game. Um, and... Couple of games I'm playing. I start Final Fantasy VII Remake finally. I'm playing all these 2020 games now. That's 2021. Um, <laughs> but I'm playing it finally, and I'm really liking it. I didn't know how much I would enjoy it necessarily because I've watched a lot of my friends play it, and um, so I already like know what happens. Like I know mm. the story, and I kind of know the events. But the gameplay is legitimately very fun, so that's cool. Um, and I enjoy. Like, yesterday I just beat Shiva, so I got the Shiva summon, nice. and I didn't realize mm. that you could have, like, more characters with you, because basically when I first talked to freaking Chadley, that's his name, Chadley, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I could develop summoning materia, but it was just me as Cloud, and so I went into it and tried fighting, and I almost beat her, 
I was so close. And then I heard from my friend, like, oh, you can bring more people in, you know. You just have to have them in your party. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. So I got Aerith. And then I went back. And then I beat her. <laughs> that's cool. So that was, that was very fun. So that's... I'm still playing through that, and I'll play for it for a little bit, probably, just because it is a somewhat indie uh, JRPG. <laughs> but finally... I played Beat Saber this weekend. My friend has VR, and we tried it out, and it was... Are you now a Jedi? Yes. (laughs) I was really good. Like, I was pretty good for someone who had never played before, I'm just going to say. But it was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Because I, when I think of VR, like, I think of that first experience we had at PAX South, or at least that was my first time trying VR. And I remember we were playing, like, this first-person shooter game, and you would, like, that fly was crazy. Around, like, on these gliders, that was, which was pretty really fun. cool and crazy, but at the same time, like I felt motion sick, and it was a little mm-hmm. too much for me. Like it was just a little too much, too much going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to explain wild. the setup, there were like it wasn't just VR, but there were four mm-hmm. uh, sensors around you, and it was a whole battle royale game. That we yeah, were so it was basically Fortnite, also. where you could glide whenever you wanted. Yep. Uh, but like. If you turn to the side, the sensors would pick up that you were turning your your yep. shoulders. Right. And I could like never. That setup would never be in a house. Well, you're on so, this like square little panel, and like I just remember when I took off the VR headset, I was way off where I thought I was. I thought I was like <laughs> yeah. on the, no, I was like literally tilted, almost off of it. So did you play on a Quest or a PSVR? So um, I think it was a Quest because it was on PC. Oh okay, because uh, now it was on the high yeah. They just yeah. came out with the Quest 2s, which are very affordable, and you can play Beat Saber. You can play the game that we had played at PAX that launched with Quest 2. Um, oh, so cool. there's ways to do VR now without that complicated setup. Which is, yeah, and it basically, I guess before trying out Beat Saber, I was not interested at all in getting VR, and all of a sudden I feel like I need VR just for Beat Saber. <laughs> it's, it's kind of bad. It was way too much fun, and it was so much of a workout. Like, cool. it was insane. I literally played, like, me, well, me and my husband and our friend would kind of switch off a little bit. Like, we we were just hanging out and we were just, like, kind of switch off. Um, and of course, he was way better than us because he had played multiple times before. Um, but then there was that one point in the night where I played for just an hour straight. <laughs> and I was so sore afterwards, but I, I felt so good because you just feel like a rock star. You feel like a Jedi. You feel like you're just, I don't know. You're a clubbing, rave-going Jedi. Like, <laughs> can stop you. Like, it was amazing. And the fact that you could just, like, download songs that people just put up there, you can, like, find your favorite songs, and someone cool. probably has made a path for it, so that's very, very cool. Yeah, um, that is cool. So, yeah, if you if you have a friend who has Beat Saber, um, convince them to let you try it out, and uh, it's very cool. I think... I think at this point, my husband and I are planning on, obviously, the priority is PS5, mm-hmm. but um, we're thinking about maybe getting a VR set, like, potentially with that, and having yeah. something that can work on the PS5, but then having that set up with the Well, yeah, the PSVR is compatible with it. PSVR, right, that's what I, yeah. you have to, so the thing about the PSVR is you actually have to get Sony to send you an adapter now. Oh really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so That's my weird. my advice would probably be like an, an affordable option would be to get the new <clears throat> the new Quest Two, mm-hmm. um, and do that. Do that. But you, you can, on PC. yeah, you can also plug it into the PC as well. Like if there's VR games that they don't have in the Oculus Store. Mm-hmm. Um, although 
the one beef everybody has with Oculus Quest 2 is that you actually have to log in through a Facebook account. So that's also okay. can be a deal. Well, to me, it's a dumb deal breaker, sense, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look at the options. The yeah. one that my friend had is like a very high-end PC with a very high-end um, VR headset. I don't remember which one they had. Could be a like H- very, very basic, Could be an so. HTC Vive or an Oculus. Yeah, it was I forget. I forget what the Oculus name is for the higher-end ones, but... But yeah, yeah. anyway, um, just just be aware there may be one podcast where I, where I walk in and I say, hey guys, I got a VR headset. So I guess if you're going to say you're going to get a VR headset, I could say I have a PS5 on the way, so... Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, I'm so <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. I'm excited for you. Lots of photos are going to happen with Spider-Man, so... I'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Cool. All right. Well, we will get into our game of the year. And the way that we talked about doing this is it's not going to be necessarily that the game came out this year. It is just our favorite game that we played this this year. And when I say this year, I mean 2020, not 2021. um, Because that just started. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I guess, LJ, you do games. We'll start with you, man. Okay, uh, I have an odd one. Um, it could have been The Last of Us Part Two for me, but uh, mine is oddly specific. And uh, I chose Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. And this is also the highest review I think I've given a game this year. Uh, it doesn't have to be something I reviewed, obviously, but uh, most of what I pl- reviewed this year was like sixes and sevens and... I, I liked The Last of Us, too. I liked Ghost of Tsushima, but uh, Grand Blue Fantasy was special um, because my brother I and I... I think of Blaze Blue. I was like, doesn't it have Ruby <clears throat> characters in it? Well, um, so it is made by Arc System Works, who did okay. make Blaze Blue. Um, Got it. There, there's actually an anime on Netflix. that, that uh, So it's based off of a mobile game. I'm pretty sure I talked about this in back in May. Um, but my brother and I, like, we got so into it. And, uh, like, my brother and I, like, we enjoy playing fighting games together. Uh, but this was the first 2D fighter that I was actually able to get online and try playing. Um, and it was cool because, like, most of these 2D fighters that I tr- you try to play online, you just get, like, destroyed instantly. And so this is, like, the first one that I was able to hold my own on. And so my brother and I both, like, were playing online against randos, but then we'd come meet up every weekend when it came out, like, for, like, three weeks at least. We just had these long sessions, uh, just fighting pretty pretty good matches, and so uh, to me that was easily my, the highlight of my year. I think so. That's why I chose Grand Blue. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So Shelly, what is what's your game of the game of the year? So um, all my games of the year. When I think of uh, my games of the year, twenty twenty actually did come out in twenty twenty. So my number one is definitely Persona Five Royal because that. Oh, cool really got me through the first half of 2020 um or the first half of like quarantine you know quarantine was a year in itself still going on (laughs) (laughs) still going on um but that game is just so well polished it's so um like all the characters are so well fleshed out the music is amazing the gameplay is amazing i still listen to the soundtrack now especially now that it's on spotify I was so excited when they Big put that hype. on there this week. I really want them to put Royal, like the rest of the Royal soundtrack on there, because there's some like bops on it, but um, <laughs> I will pay, I'll be patient, I'll wait, um, or maybe they'll just never do it, and I'll be really sad, but whatever. 
Um, <laughs> but like, there's nothing more empowering than listening to um, "Get Up, Wake Up, Get Out There," "Wake Up, Get Up, Get Out There," um, like on the way to work or something. Like, it's just so good. Um, or "Life Will Change," or like, ah, oh, there's so many good songs, and mm-hmm. it's just like it's still such an amazing game. It's one of my top games, I think, of all time at this point. Like, I I still want to go back and play New Game Plus, but I. You know, especially now that I'm playing through Final Fantasy VII, I definitely don't want to handle another JRPG. Like, that's just too much. So, um, but honestly, I had way more fun with that game than I thought I would, and I already knew I was probably going to have fun with it. So, it's weeb trash, and that's fine, because I'm weeb trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, Persona 5 Royal is a really, really good game. Um, so, that's my top game, but I think my second's probably going to go to Hades. Uh, just because it's something that, again, I have way more fun with than I thought I would, and it's something that I can keep playing over and over again, and, like, literally every run I go through is different, and it's fun, and it's cool, and, and like, even if I'm losing, it doesn't feel like the end of the world because I'm still getting things out of it, and I can mm-hmm. still, like, go back to the House of Hades and, like, talk to, you know, whoever, pet Cerberus, right? Like, it's the dialogue in that game... It's literally the best dialogue system I've seen in any game ever. Like, I haven't played any other Supergiant games. I've heard, like, pretty much all of their, like, voice acting and, like, dialogue and all that. They're very good. Yeah, but it's just so incredibly, like, impressive with, like, how they just... Everyone notices everything you do, and they will comment on it. Like... Yeah. (laughs) And a roguelike, too. I think it's fascinating that they managed to put a really good story within a roguelike. And no other game has done that. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I speak for a lot of people, like, I'm someone who's not super into roguelikes, like, and I know there's a lot of other people who aren't super into roguelikes either, but this doesn't, it, like, doesn't feel like a roguelike, because every run really does enhance and, and progress the story that they're telling, and it all makes sense in the context of this sort of version of Greek mythology that they're going for, um, and it's just so impressive that this, you know, indie game is way more impressive than so many AAA games to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, that was evident in the Game Awards as well, because it was nominated for so many things, and I just really, really, really like it. Also, the great soundtrack. Also, yes. the great soundtrack. I just paid, like, five diamonds to get in the blood, which is an amazing song. But don't listen to it if you haven't beat the game yet, because... You will hear it. Yeah, there's actual lyrics in this music, which a lot of indie games don't Mm do. Like, there's lyrics. It's very... (laughs) There's literally a song... I don't don't think it's necessarily spoilery, um, because basically, if you end up talking Dionysus enough, like, if you just have enough runs with him and you, like, give him enough nectar or something, he'll he'll suggest that you start talking to um, Orpheus, who's, like, the muse. He, He sings songs and stuff, or at least tries to, but doesn't actually try um and so then it gets to a point where Dionysus is like hey man you should tell Orpheus that we're like the same person you've never seen us in the same room right and that sort of (laughs) thing and so um Zagreus tells Orpheus this and Orpheus is just like oh my gosh and eventually he writes a song about Zagreus that's just full of complete nonsense like it sounds like it's, it's literally just a song that's like hyping them up and it's like oh he did this and he did this and he was born from this and it's like none of it's true and Zachary's like tells him he's like dude 
then none of none of the things you're saying about her is true. Like I'm not actually Dionysus. Like what, we need to go over this. And Orphan's like, oh, you're just so <laughs> humble. Like let me sing about all the cool stuff you did. It's so cool. Like man, it's cool. Very very fun game and not that expensive. Like honestly, if you have a Switch, get it. There's no excuse. If you don't like roguelikes, <clears throat> I don't care. Or a PC. It's it's better on PC. PC. It's on- <laughs> it's either. I'm just saying it was it was great on Switch because it's one of those games where I feel like I could play uh handheld. So mm-hmm. a lot of games I feel like I could play handheld. Um but that's one of them, just because the art style and... it's so beautiful. I've ranted enough. Um but <laughs> those are definitely my top two games of the year. Um if I had played Ori like a week earlier, I would also be talking about Ori, but I've technically played that the first couple days of January. Um okay. this year. But I can I can agree with Joe's sentiments that it's an amazing game and I can understand why he has that as his game of the year for sure. And cool. I also can understand why people have Final Fantasy VII as their game of the year as I'm playing through it now. But again, I won't I won't talk about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's 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 Sweet. Me. Well, that's actually my game of the year is Final Fantasy VII. Let's go. I was thinking about <laughs> everything <laughs> that I played, uh, and I just I think that that was the. It was one of the most well-made games that I've played in a long time. Yeah, uh, man. Very well-crafted. It's like watching Advent Children, practically. It's so good. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. I, I really had like this connection to the, the game, and I don't know. like It's weird because I don't know a lot about Final Fantasy. I played Final Fantasy XV, and I know that I've played parts of VII. Uh, but what the cool thing was with that was that like I had basically... Half of this game is what I had played of Final Fantasy VII, which is just crazy because I only played a few minutes of that game. Um, and this is only like a quarter of the original game anyway, probably less. Yeah, I played like maybe an hour, probably between an hour and five hours. It's so long ago, I don't even remember. It was a day's worth of playing Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, and I am as far like, like that was half this game. Uh, but it, it was enough for me to kind of have this nostalgic connection to it even though i never actually played the whole thing that's cool um and i guess maybe part of that like is a good thing though because too in a way that like it wasn't repetitive for me like i feel like if i would have played the whole game all the way through i would have been like okay i get it (laughs) um whereas most of this was really fresh to me and so i don't know i had a a good time with it very beautiful game uh, story-wise graphically artistically um yeah, all around. My fave. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into the movies then. And before we get into our favorites again, we'll talk about any movies that we watched in the last few weeks. Uh, go ahead, Shelly. Uh, so besides, like, Christmas movies, kind of, because I know it's been a while since we have uh, talked. <laughs> I'm not going to talk <laughs> about any Christmas or holiday movies, though. Um, or Holes. <laughs> That's a New Year's movie for me. It's a New Year's tradition to watch holes. Is it synced up to Midnight? No, and we literally thought, um, we thought about it, if, like, we should time it, and we basically just thought, let's just start it sometime and see what line comes up at midnight. And basically what it was, uh, it struck midnight, and then it was, it was, like, the flashback scene where you see, uh, Kiss and Kate, like, by the turned over boat and she's like dying in the desert and she hallucinates and sees Sam and she says it's so hot Sam and so that was our (laughs) that was our code for 2021 I don't know what that means but you know what we got it 
It's a great movie. <laughs> if you've never seen it, no excuses. Go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. So if there are any more fires this year, they're all your fault. Oh. I guess so. <laughs> Hellfire burns every year, though. It's going to burn again, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it almost always will. It's always that. Um, You're like, this is what they meant. I guess so. Um, but I'm not going to talk about holes. Uh, I actually think I want to talk about Soul because that's what I watched Because it rhymes. Weeks, and um, just because I feel like I haven't seen too many movies this last year. or Slash, I, I probably did, and I literally don't remember them. Which is unfortunate. This is what's fresh in my mind, so I'm actually going to sort of talk about more in um, the movie of the year section when we transition to that. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I watched Soul and I really liked it, so I will talk more about it. Cool. How about you, LJ? Uh, so my, uh, so oh, well, okay. So never mind. I got, I almost got mixed up. Uh, so uh, I watched a lot of movies during my COVID period. Uh, I narrowed it down to one, and probably my favorite of my COVID quarantine in itself is Kung Fu Hustle. That movie is so good. Uh, it, <laughs> okay. it, 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 it has subtitles, but basically, if you ever wanted a legit live-action anime-style movie, Kung Fu Hustle is it. There's uh, there's so many scenes. Like It's one of those movies Like I feel like you have to watch but when you when you watch it you're like this is just so anime it's so silly uh it's got a lot of action uh it's a lot of really cool set pieces and, and moments like basically the final fight is almost an, an equivalent to like an episode of dragon ball z like and there's a lot of that silly and like the the silliness and the humor you find in anime is what you're going to find in this movie as well uh but yeah, I was just like, I needed something to watch. And this is probably the most recent movie I watched uh, when I started feeling better. But to me, it was just so funny. Like, my most of my reactions were like, what in the world? But I would also be laughing. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of really good weird characters as well. Uh, not, the, not a lot of them are these type of, like, hero characters you would expect. They're just, like, these random people that live in this, like, village. and But they're just really good at kung fu and they're they just rock it's it's a fun movie Uh, i highly recommend it it's on netflix it's been on netflix for like years and i don't know if it's ever going to leave netflix uh it's one one of those movies that i've always seen that i'm like okay i know i need to watch this but just not now and so this this week was the time i was like okay if i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be now so i did and i uh i regret like waiting so long cool Mm -hmm. well i I want to be in the minority here. I don't even want to talk about it. I liked, I watched and I liked Wonder Woman 84. I watched well, it as Cody, well. I'm going to be honest. You don't have great movie takes. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'll admit <laughs> this. <laughs> so. I it was just happy to have a superhero movie. I think was part of it. I was like, thank you. I just needed some kind of superhero thing to go on. Uh, obviously, it's not as good as Wonder Woman. But I didn't think it was nearly as bad as the people like tearing it apart made it out to be. There are some some things that I get like the uh, Chris Pine. Um, there's this controversy of like them being <laughs> together at some point. I don't want to get too much like I don't want to give things away. I know what you're talking about. And it's yeah, I get that. I there there's issues with it, but <laughs> yeah. I thought um, I thought visually it was really like the effects were really cool, except for at the mall at the very beginning of the the movie. Huh. Um, but I think that was supposed to be campy. Like, I think that yes. was the point. 
So my theory is that uh, when when I was watching the DC fandom stuff earlier this year, they uh-huh. were leaning so hard into like praising Linda Carter and like the show that like I feel like this movie was heavily influenced by the campiness and the cheesiness of the old show, and I think yeah. they kind of suffered a little bit for that. Um, so I think when I you think go it was into only that, that opening scene that was real bad. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. They they get a mall and it's very like obviously cgi'd yeah. and like she'll make this like ridiculous jump and then it's like green screen behind her and it just it felt real bad <laughs> <laughs> but i was like i get it it's like an 80s movie or an 80s tv show yes and so that's and and yeah so i think i think did i think a lot of people didn't like the i guess the end result in how like she saved the day as well i guess is one of the criticisms i heard um it was definitely fun i feel like it was longer than it than it probably needed to be like it felt really long for some reason. Yeah. Oh, so you did watch it too? Yeah, I did watch it. I just narrowed, okay. I just narrowed yeah. my own stuff down. <laughs> I, I don't know. I liked the ending just because I maybe it's like the, I I always find it exciting when I can find Christian stuff to pull out of something. Oh, totally. And I liked that and so, aspect of it as well. There was a couple different things that I was able to pull from, and I was like, this, this, this. I was like, this is so cool. You could totally make Bible studies about this because that's where my mind's always at. Yeah. Um, but like the message of the entire movie, I thought was really, really good. Yes. Um, I thought that the uh, villain, the trailer, this too, best advertising for a movie ever because I had no idea the main plot of this movie by watching the ads. And even that might be saying too much, but I didn't know... Like, what was going on uh, from the advertisements at all. So I thought that was really cool that, like, the plot wasn't given away. Uh, they learned from Batman vs. Superman where they literally showed the, like, main uh, twist. Okay. The beginning so of those advertisements. I, I do have something. I'm not going to say what it is. But I geeked out the entire time about the MacGuffin, about the thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because that opened up so many doors to the idea of them using other DC properties because of that item. Oh, cool. I, I was just mostly geeking out hardcore about that thing. I, like to me, be, that being in the movie, it was just I was like, okay, they can do so much with this now. Um, yeah. So a lot I, of people were I like, "Well, that's that a stupid idea," but I thought it was cool. I thought everything was really cleverly done and yeah, explained. I mean, if you want, I can tell you later about what that thing really is and a lot of yeah. the a lot of the stuff that that thing can do. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to give anything away, so we'll go from there. I just, I get why people didn't like it, but I'm happy to see a superhero movie. Uh, I miss Marvel. Marvel and me have a relationship. <laughs> and <laughs> I haven't seen a Marvel movie in a really long time, and so I'll take whatever great value superhero movie I can get at this point. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! <laughs> i was really i was really stoked i was probably the most excited for a movie i've been all year um huh. and i wasn't mad about it the internet ruins me because i had zero <laughs> issues with it until i like saw the internet and then you're not gonna be able to watch it the same ever again yeah and then everyone's like well this was wrong this was wrong this was wrong and i was like you're right <laughs> So, I have terrible taste in movies. If you give me big explosions and pretty lights, I'm all in. <laughs> that's the that's the main point of that that story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll get into our movies of the year then. And again, 
Shelly, you're the the movie person. Yeah, so I just thought I'd talk about Soul because I can't think of other movies I've watched in 2020 that I am still kind of thinking about now, and Soul was fairly recent, so I'm still kind of thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Watch, so it beats Sonic be for like, you. There's this other movie. I thought, no, I'm not thinking about Sonic. I literally forgot Sonic existed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is the last thing I watched in theaters, but I... I mean, that's because it was five years ago. Honestly, it, feels it was like better it. than I thought it was going to be. I guess I'll give it that. <laughs> but I didn't have high expectations. Like, I had pretty low expectations in the first place, so... Um... Alright, Souls. Soul. We're going to talk about Soul instead. Not Tom. So, um... <laughs> I really like Soul, and I feel like if I talk to say too much about it, it would be spoilery because I really did not have much idea of like what it was about going into it. Mm-hmm. I just knew about this guy who really likes jazz, and he's a he's a jazz music teacher. No, that was good marketing. And I just already that was like enough for me to be interested in it. Like I know that they even in the marketing you can see like there's this sort of soul world that they go into that then they turn into like little blobs. And I <laughs> really had no idea like what that entailed like at all. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't really know because I think they explained it really well and it seemed to um I guess flow with the rest of the movie actually. I, I it was less choppy than i thought it was mm-hmm. gonna be i was expecting something that was more like inside out and it actually kind of wasn't like inside out seemed way more like oh it's all most movies happening in someone's head but you see the repercussions and how right. everything is influenced like with, uh what's her name riley's like actions in the real world like outside of her head and inside yeah. of her head how they interact etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas i feel like soul was like well, it was it was way less that way, and I think I feel it like, was, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was I was gonna say I feel like they get better with animating actual people every time they do a movie that has actual human beings, um, because yeah. like the CGI and the animation was even better. I think like it's so it was, funny because I I've, I've heard a lot of people complain about how the uh, designs were for everyone. Like they just went for a very specific art style. That I think yeah. worked really well for the movie. Like, if you actually look at them, like, and look at their faces, you're like, that's kind of weird. But it worked so well for, like, what mm-hmm. the movie was going for, because it wasn't going for something that was that realistic. I mean, right. <laughs> it really yeah. wasn't. And um, I just thought it was really cool how, like, they had so many elements, like, connected to jazz and, like, showing off. Like, it was, like, I think my, my husband really appreciated, like, literally, like, the first scene in the movie... And he's like teaching this band class, and this is something you've seen in, tra- in trailers too, so it's not really spoiler. Like, he's like teaching this band class, and Daniel's like, "This is me every day." <laughs> he's like, "This is just <laughs> my life." Like all these kids, like half of them not paying attention, one kid who's trying really hard, and like just utter chaos. Like, <laughs> so fun. Um, That's awesome. But. It has this, like, really, really cool message that I think, um, obviously I'm not gonna, like, actually say because it'd be spoilery, but, like, Mm -hmm. I really, really love and appreciate, and, um, it's not something you, like, really think about that often because, uh, you know, it has to do with, like, our goals and our dreams and, like, what's our purpose in life. It's so existential, and that's something I think that's important to sort of know even before going into the movie it's yeah. very existential. It's very intellectual. Very it's deep. Very, yeah, it's deep. Like, you really... It, it does force you to think about it. Like, Inside Out, you don't really 
have to think about it. You can, like, take the concepts they presented. You don't really have to accept them. I feel like with this movie, you have to consider them. You have to think about it a little bit for you yeah. to you mm-hmm. know, even realize what's kind of going on. Um, I, f- but I think it was done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I It wasn't nearly, like, as funny as other Pixar movies, and I think that's fine because yeah. that's not really what they're going for. Like, they do have some comedic characters and some comedic moments. Um, they have some kind of ridiculous moments that I'm like, are they trying to make this just a joke or like, are they going somewhere with this? <laughs> um, I think for the most part, it was fairly tasteful and um, kind of made sense. And um, there's just lots of character growth and also really, really cool different animation styles that you'll you'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend watching it. It's very cool. It's a very cool movie. I'm I liked it more than I thought I would. I guess I didn't have that high expectations because I heard it was kind of. I heard a lot of meh reviews, which was interesting, but um, yeah, I really, I really liked it. People were just over twenty twenty, so they didn't like anything that came out in December. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> there are some scenes in that movie because uh, it takes place in New York. He lives in yeah. New York, and there's just streets full of people, and I got so anxious. I'm like, oh, the germs. But that's how it was, you know? Yeah. The first time I've ever noticed, and now when I'm watching TV and stuff, I notice this too, like in Wonder Woman, I was like, no one's wearing masks. This is so weird. And then I was like, it's weird that I think that's weird. And then I, like, I kind of remember, I'm like, oh, it's the 80s, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I'll watch things that are modern, you know, modern day, present day, and, like, they're just ignoring that the pandemic exists. And uh, it's so strange to me. But I get it. Like, I kind of want it to be that way because, like, in two years, if I go and revisit something, I don't necessarily want a bunch of people wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I don't need every movie to be a reminder. Yeah, and especially, like, an animated movie. Like, you literally don't need actors to wear masks or anything either. Yeah. Like, difficulty there, but... um, You just see it, and there's this connection in your brain. I mean, I don't know. Small tangent. Am I the only one who has dreams... That has like crowded people, but then you get really anxious because you're not wearing a mask and no one else is. Or is that just me? That's, that's probably that's just, just you. you. Come on, anyone? Okay. I feel like a terrible Where person. Hashtag yeah. UG cast. Make Shelly. Validate me. I'm not that so, crazy. So I've had so that... many dreams this last year. The I'm movie like, that made me cringe. Or like recommend her a therapist. All the way during all the Black Friday <laughs> That's what made me cringe. What'd you say, LJ? I was saying the movie that made me cringe recently, like you did, was when I was watching Jingle All the Way, which is a terrible movie, by the way. Oh. Um, but the, the Black Friday scenes in that movie just made me cringe so hard because I'm like, I can't deal with this right now. Like, because, yeah, people yeah, weren't. It's just weird to see. And they were, yeah, I'm just, that was the first movie that made me have those feelings. I guess just we've been through a year of it at this point. <laughs> it's just kind of, it seems, normal seems abnormal anymore. Mm hmm weird but anyway <laughs> that's soul just, cool just watch it if you have disney plus it's at no cost to you it's good. no extra cost so don't don't watch mulan i mean the remake of mulan don't watch that don't watch the remake of lion king watch this cool original, <laughs> original. art it's art. i'll wait for the live action to come out <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i i want to see it uh, for my movie of the year, I was thinking at first Tenet, because uh, I really enjoyed Tenet. It was pretty crazy. And it was the first time I got to go to the theater in a long time. And so that was a really good feeling. Oh, no, it was the second. 
I watched New <laughs> Mutants, and that was forgettable. I blocked that from my memory. <laughs> I kind of forgot about New Mutants and go into that man. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that my favorite movie this year, uh, just because your name is my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. uh, is Weathering with You. Nice. Which I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing came out July 2019, but that's probably Japan. Yeah, that's Japan's release. I was like, there's no way. I'll watch it in English. Um, it's Toho Animations. If you like Studio Ghibli, you will like Your Name. You'll like Weathering With You. I definitely recommend that you watch Your Name first. Yes. But you don't have to. Uh, it is not a sequel per se. Um, it's a lot more heady than Your Name is, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I... there's some crazy stuff that happens in weathering with you it's more bonkers than your name is i think (laughs) your name is kind of bonkers already okay yeah yeah weathering with you's got uh more of an anime craziness to it i guess Uh, but still all the things that i loved about your name are are what how i would describe this movie too so yeah like uh, a really great story uh and it's like i have the same descriptive words for everything but it's so it is a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, anime. Is the art is amazing. You could screenshot just like random scenes from this and probably like frame that. Yeah. Uh, you could just literally just pick a time, screenshot, frame. It's on uh, HBO Max right now. That's how I watched it during my COVID quarantine. Oh, cool. Yes. Um. So yeah, I that's that's fine. I don't know. I didn't see it in theaters or anything, but definitely was a movie i was very excited to see and very happy to get to see this year and then sonic <laughs> yes and that's my sonic pick. just feels like a lifetime ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool um lj yours is sonic yes mine is sonic and uh not only were my expectations very low when i went to see that movie um, but just that, just the way that movie ends and even like the, like after credits scene made me like get up out of my chair in the movie theater. And I was like, yes, because that means they're <laughs> going to do more. And they just took it to the next level. Jim Carrey was great. Um, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Ben Schwartz was great as Sonic. Um, I feel like, yeah, everybody just seemed like they had a fun time making that movie. But, uh, that movie also has a special place in my heart because, that movie was going to be how I got my nephew into Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah. So what happened was in February, which is uh, actually, it'll be almost a year now, they actually had Sonic toys that you could buy because Christmas was ridiculous. Uh, there was no Sonic stuff. But so my plot was that I was going to buy Sonic toys for my nephew, get him into the character, show him a video game or two, and he's only three. But then when I got the movie, COVID happened and they put it straight to digital I got it, and I got him to watch that movie, and now my nephew's like, it. the only thing he likes more than Disney's cars now is Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got a billion Sonic action figures already, he wants me to play the games all the time, <laughs> and like, I succeeded in turning him into a Sonic fan. But cool. also, it became my greatest challenge, because I could not find any Sonic stuff when it came time for Christmas. I was like, okay, I'm kicking myself in the head right now, but it's awesome. <laughs> I played uh, Sonic Forces because of that. That movie coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You just talk I, into I it. Got, I got to show my nephew Sonic Unleashed, and then he learned about who Shadow was through YouTube videos, and so I got to introduce him to Sonic Adventure 2. Like, that movie, like, had a whole effect on the entire year for me, so... That's so it was, it was worth it. That's so <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, we'll get into TV then. Um, I guess I'll start since we're going to go with that theme. Yeah. Um, all right. So I watched a couple things. One of them, um, I'll just hit on lightly because I know that you're going to talk a lot about Cobra Kai. Right, well, Jose? you can put, you can talk, you can, we can talk about it right here because I didn't list it because I figured you would be as well. Okay. Um, cool. Watch Cobra Kai. I thought it was going to be your favorite show of the. Oh, yes, yes, it is. I guess I was thinking more about season one and two since season three wasn't out yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, yes. season three. Uh, beat expectations. I'm really happy with it. I don't Everything know. Everything we wanted to happen happened in season three, and I was so happy. Yeah. I'm really glad, too, that I watched the movies before watching the season. Yes. And I don't know if maybe i was like maybe i i wish that i would have watched it before watching the first two seasons but i don't feel that way um i, I feel, feel like, like now they're leaning heavier i think yeah i got really into the lore of the of the movies with yes. this one like way deeper than you know subtle nods uh-huh. um i think that if you had a basic knowledge of karate kid the first two seasons work but like watching the movies and really knowing what's going on in that world um was uh, super beneficial to this this last season. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Without spoiling anything, uh, I think it shows in the trailers. Obviously, uh, Danny goes to Okinawa for yes. reasons, and uh, super well written as to why he does so as well. Yeah, uh, proud of them on that. And I figured it was gonna be really cheesy, just kind of like horned in, chewed in, um, phoned in. That's the word. But I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. The Okinawa stuff is. Probably my favorite, but that's also my favorite movie. Um, I think, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say, uh, I love how they. So to me, it's very Daredevil uh, hallway scene in a way where they definitely had to recreate a big scene that they did in season two, and so I love mm-hmm. how they did that. And to me, that that reminded me so much of that iconic fight scene in Daredevil because I'm like. That scene from a previous season was so iconic that they just had to do it again. And so when that came up, I was like, oh, this is going to get crazy. But it was just, I was happy like that, that they like did something like that again. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I binged it all in one day from episode one to the last episode. I woke up at about seven or eight o'clock. That's <laughs> so crazy. Threw man. on my Cobra I watched Kai it in shirt. Three days. I, I got a Cobra Kai shirt for Christmas. And I was like, I'm totally wearing my shirt today. This is the day. That's and watched my the Cobra whole Kai thing. day. So, so then it wasn't even supposed to come out until the 8th. And then like on Christmas, they said, hey, everybody, this is coming out New Year's Day. And so well, I was so hyped. Well, what's his name? Johnny Lawrence? Yes. Yeah, he uh, he did that. By... I love the... Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, reveal the... was him editing <laughs> Netflix's yeah. stuff. Which so I funny. loved how they used that scene in the actual show. It made that scene even funnier, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Send it to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing that I watched was the season finale, the series finale of Vikings. Oh, nice. And uh, so many good things that I can't talk about. Um, 
people die and they die probably the most beautifully um tributed that I mean, they possibly that the could goal in the of show. Every Viking is to die as beautifully as possible. Yeah, well, it's just like not all of them are written that well. That's true. Um and then the the deaths that happen in this are um are written so so well. Well, they don't um, want to get to Valhalla either way, so Right. <laughs> Some of them may not get there, but <laughs> Yeah, it was I don't know. So I I'll say that um without giving too much away and then I'm also going to say though that the ending, though not Game of Thrones bad. Oh. Uh I wasn't a fan of the ending. Um the way that it ended felt kind of there wasn't anywhere else to go, so I don't know why I feel like it feel like it was rushed, but it felt rushed. Mm. Um, it was like, and now we're done, and it's like, okay, um, I'm like, people just aren't where I would think that they should be for an ending. Like it, their stories didn't seem over, hmm. um, though their stories seem kind of like, man, I wouldn't care to watch anyways. Um, but I don't know, I don't you still know. Got I that wasn't Netflix thing, right? That Netflix, is yeah. Thing? But that's a sequel taking place hundred a hundred right. years later. Right. So maybe we'll get to see like what happened with some of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just kind of like, meh, this is the end. Mm-hmm. You would think it would be this big epic thing, I guess. And it was very much the opposite of anything epic. Aw. Yeah. So I don't know. And there's choices that I can't give away that I I didn't think were awesome. But Still a good show. Still worth the watch. It is not, like I said, it's not Game of Thrones bad. It's not like, like Game of Thrones last season almost <laughs> makes me not recommend Game of Thrones. Wow. And that wouldn't, the ending of this doesn't do that to Vikings. I'm like, still watch it. Just know that the ending's kind of meh. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Game of Thrones, it's like, don't waste your time watching all of those episodes for it's completely self-destruct on you. <laughs> yeah. Because you are not rewarded in the end for your time. Uh, and that's all that I watched. We can get in. Oh, wait, Shelly, what TV shows did you watch? Uh, nothing new. I taught, mm-hmm. I watched more Doctor Who. I'm, just spoiler <laughs> warning, I'm going to talk about my TV of the year, though. So, um, I guess I could say that I'm still okay. watching through, uh, Pierre Capaldi's first season. We took a break. We took a big break for the holiday season. I think we needed it because <laughs> the last episode we had watched before that was The Moon is a Egg. And that was a kind of weird episode. <laughs> and I think... I just I don't know how I feel about it. I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> no. um, but basically... Uh, what was the last one? We, I think the last one we watched was um, The Space Orient Express. And there was a mummy. mummy Yeah, that's so random. Weird. His deal. And it was (laughs) kind of interesting, but. um, Did you catch that he's Scottish because of Amy Pond? Yeah, he's so Scottish. It's so funny. Because of Amy. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. But it seems like. But then he has the same face as the guy from Pompeii, and he's like, why do I have this face? Yeah. It's (laughs) I still really like this version of the doctor but it's like almost hard to watch like not necessarily him but like him and clara like are just having a bad time right now 
don't really know how it's going to resolve or if it will because I know like eventually she'll leave and there'll be a new companion. I don't really know how that'll turn out. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very interesting. It's just very different. Um, but I guess I'll talk more about Doctor Who's whole experience later, but that's just kind of what I've been watching. We're still in Peter Cabali. We're still going to keep watching. We're going to go into Jody. We're going to start back up at one eventually after that, probably. Because we never watched season one or two. Or I did. He did. I never. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. And then, I'm getting all sorts of mixed up. LJ. We talked about Cobra Kai, but what else did you watch this year? Uh, This week. Or this Not this year. This week. This whole yeah, year. Yeah. So <laughs> everything's imploding. These past couple like a weeks. Game of Thrones season finale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you something that probably had a better season finale, and uh, that is the 2017 uh, Spider-Man animated cartoon. Um, cool. I I could have watched a hundred different other like things that would have been so good to watch during my time, but this Spider-Man cartoon was one of those things that was just there, and like, it, is this yeah, the one it, with Drake Bell? Huh? Uh, is this the one with Drake Bell. I don't know because there was one that everybody loves called Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, but this one's just called Marvel Spider-Man. And it's when Marvel got a hold of the stuff and they're like, hey, let's nuke our, all our other shows and make new cartoon shows again. Um, but, 2012 uh, animated series Ultimate Spider-Man was Ultimate Spider-Man was Drake Bell. Okay, that one's good too. Um, but yeah, so I think you could have played Peter Parker. <laughs> Everyone's like, are you stupid? And I say, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, so um, what's crazy is I this was like I started watching it at the beginning of when I was getting sick. And it was just one of those things where I could miss an ep- episode or two and still be okay. Like if I was like sleeping or something. Um, and there, this show turned out to be so much longer than I thought. Because each season, or at least the first two seasons, are 25 episodes each. And, uh, you know, they have Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy and stuff like that. They have, you know, they do the whole, you know, different Spider-Man thing. Um, Venom plays a big part in the last season. Um, but it was just really good. And some of the characters have great story arcs. Like, Doc Ock has a really good one. Um, he's just this character that struggles with more, like, his morals and, and all this. And, like, he's a bad guy. And then sometimes he wants to do good and... They even do the Superior Spider-Man arc for, like, a couple episodes, which is really cool. And that's when Doc Ock, like, takes over Peter's mind for a while in the comics. Uh, But ultimately, that character has just a really good send-off for this kid's show. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Um, There are better Spider-Man cartoons out there that I probably could have watched, or just better shows in general. Um, But this one was just where I needed it to be at the time. So, it's on Disney+. Plus. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we will get into the uh, TV shows of our year, of 2020. Mm-hmm. So, mine is going to be Tiger King, uh, which may sound ridiculous. I just found that it was, you know, visually <laughs> beautiful and story-wise. I'm just kidding. That's uh, a whole <laughs> wound I think we wanted to forget. I, so... I just think of like the beginning of the pandemic and it was this one thing that almost everybody latched onto that wasn't playing Animal Crossing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, I don't know. I, I've never seen a TV show 
It was a phenomenon um, at the time, like a cultural phenomenon almost. Yeah. Yeah, bring so many people together like that. Yeah. The and memes so, were great too. The memes were easily the best part. Yeah, it just really kind of connected us, even when we were our most disconnected, um, in they a really weird Carol way. Carol Baskin to Dancing with the Stars, which is so 2020. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> For oh an episode, gosh. but still, like, why? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh man. Um. So I know that's probably not. There's there's probably better TV shows out. There. I know there's better TV shows out there than Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. Um. But just the impact that it had on our culture um this last year has to be my top top for 2020 no yeah. show has ever done that in any year ever for me like so. some things like we just don't talk about on like the podcast for certain reasons but like that was one of those things that was so unavoidable it's just so weird like you got to watch this weird you know like and it yeah just, it was just crazy so that's <laughs> that's mine uh lj what was your yours was cobra kai right yes uh so I, I, I specifically was referring to season one and two because I binged that I binged both of those in like four days when it came out in like August, I think. Um, yeah, it came to Netflix in 2020. Yes. Right? And yeah. And so it was. Uh, yeah. So problem. So what happened was YouTube Red decided they were getting rid of all their scripted stuff. Uh, I think their Sony picture, Sony television was already working on the newest season, I think. And then. That's when they're like, oh, we got to go workshop this to somebody else. And Netflix picked it up, and it was just so much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah, no joke. And I watched the movies in the last couple of years because I eventually did want to watch Cobra Kai. And it even got to the point where I reviewed that video game just randomly because I'm like, I love this show so much, and this game is probably going to be hot garbage. And I even enjoyed the video game, and I was like, it was so weird how... For me, this I think it, it was one of those things where it just hit at the right time, and it was mm-hmm. just so good. And it was another one of those things that like uh, people moved on from stuff like Tiger King, and a lot of people were, were watching this show as well. So it was, I feel like it was definitely less talked about, but it was a show that a lot of people did end up watching because everybody's like, "Oh, you know Karate Kid? Hey, there's this thing, you know." and so uh, I just think it's it was really cool. It, it definitely came at at another time when we probably needed something. So I'm glad yeah. Netflix picked it up because with like YouTube Red dying, like I probably mm-hmm. would have never watched the show. There probably wouldn't have been a way to watch the show. <clears throat> yeah. After that, so. Yeah, I'm glad they did pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I would have never thought to watch it. Really, I was like, this sounds cool. Maybe I'll check it out sometime. Yeah. I just never did. I probably would have fallen away. And then memory. people watched it as well because I wouldn't stop talking about it. And that made me happy because I'm like, I was singing yeah. the praises of this show and it got people to watch it because they're like, really? And I mean, like, I kind of yes. watched it. We were talking about it on the podcast over and over. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll check this out. You're like, fine, whatever. It's just cheesy 80s stuff. And then yeah. I'm like, yes, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. And Shelly, your TV show. Yeah, so I just feel like when I think of shows I watched in 2020, like, there may have been other shows, but I think about Doctor Who just because it's been the most consistent thing for me, and it's, and it's gone on for a long time. So I I feel like I just kind of have to choose Doctor Who. Um, it's just so ridiculous, and, but it's very cool, and um, it's weird how it's like I know all these references to this show, like, years after they were popular after it was popular, like, I talked to my friends who had watched Doctor Who, like, years ago, 
and I'm just like, yeah, this thing happened, and like, oh, it was kind of fun, it was pretty cool, and they're just like, oh yeah, I think I remember that now, and, <laughs> but like, then again, everyone like has like their favorite episode, or like their favorite like, doctor, and that's really cool. I don't know, it's like, interesting, I feel like I, in watching this, I've like, stepped into this sort of culture, and this world that like, was so, you know, part, part of like, Tumblr, and part of like, things from such a long time ago. But, like, yeah. I know I'm not really a part, I guess, of it. I'm more of an observer where I get to sort of see, like, the aftermath. You know what I mean? Like, I still have so many, like, Whovians, right? That's what they call themselves, or at least they did, right? They were, like, Whovians that were, like, mm -hmm. so into Doctor Who. Like, I had friends, like, in high school, middle school, even. And um, now I'm, like, the only one I know who, like, consistently is watching it currently besides, like, I, I feel like, like, Cody, do you watch, like, the newest seasons? I started to watch the first season with I can't remember her name, Jody. the new doctor. Jody yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. And uh, I watched maybe four or five episodes, and we just kind of fell off. Uh, mm. I think we just like That's fair. didn't have access to the episodes anymore. That's fair. Yeah, because um, it got weird because they used to be on Amazon, and then Amazon took them off. And now yeah, that might have been it, or just the fact that we were watching it live. I think, and then yeah. we stopped using cable. Yeah, and that's fair. Something like that happened. That's fair. I just, like, it's weird because it's, like, I feel like I don't know anyone else who's, like, currently watching through all of the stuff that's already happened because it's, like, we're not even on the new season. We're just, like, watching through this other stuff. But, um, I'm yeah. actually, I don't know. I, I need to catch up at some point. But Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think, like, it's it's a lot better than I thought it would be, but it's also even more ridiculous than I imagined. It literally is just anime, but live action. So, um... <laughs> I think, like, the Daleks are so fun. They're so ridiculous. And it's, like, the fact that, like, these all-powerful Time Lords got into this war with, like, Daleks. Like, it's so funny. I shouldn't laugh because, like, so many people... R2-D2s with plungers. Yeah, yeah. it's so <laughs> weird. And, like, the Cybermen, like, you got I, I just really respect that they really try so hard to keep it connected to that original show with all of its weird quirks and all of its mm. aliens and weird ideas they're like no we're gonna bring this back and we're gonna have this other stuff it can get a little too big brain for me sometimes where they're just like you know they're uh doing this thing that's caused the end of the universe but i'm gonna do this other thing that reverses the effect and i don't sometimes like that it's <laughs> a little too ridiculous for me but i at least like the sort of um I love the character development. I think that's what's really sort of getting me the most joy watching that show. Um, especially with, like, it was David Tennant. Um, like, all the... Like, I didn't watch season one or two, but I know, like, he was introduced in season two, and, like, I watched three and four, and I think he was just in three and four after that. I think I was the other guy. But, um, just, like, the connections, like, seeing with the like, all the different companions and how that sort of wraps up into the finale. And then, like, how Matt Smith's Doctor is connected with Amy and Rory. It's just, like, so... I just love the relationships. I wish it was more consistent between all the seasons. Like, Peter Capaldi does not talk about Martha, you know what I mean? Like, just mm. forgot about her entirely, yeah. essentially, which is a little unfortunate. But, um, like, the sort of character regression just in the Doctor is pretty cool. Like, you see David Tennant, who's just, like, literally... It's like, oh, I have this idea, and oh, this is what's happening, and then you have Matt Smith, who's like, um, he just won't shut up, <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> you got David Tennant, who's like, oh, I'm the super edgelord character who regrets everything in my past, 
Then you got Matt Smith, who's like, I'm gonna wear Heelys to run away from my feelies. And then you meet Fear Capaldi, <laughs> who, like, is still incredibly intelligent, like, you know, this is a doctor, but he is not nearly as upfront about it, which is really cool, and he is so less caring, which is interesting, but he still cares in very subtle ways. Again, he's way less upfront about it. He's just like, no, I don't care if people are gonna die, and like, I he's definitely like stuff. bitter grumpy old man it's so funny <laughs> and um i just really appreciate that sort of character development that he has going it's not just like he's this perfect guy he he's now like this old man who like has a lot of regrets and doesn't really know how to process everything and kind of needs help but he still wants to try his best but he's not really a hero i don't know it's cool um and we'll keep watching it it's definitely not quite as enjoyable, I think, as, as when I first started watching, but we'll definitely keep watching it, and I definitely think it's my um, 2020 show of the year. <laughs> Just because, yeah, I don't know what else I watch besides The Office. Office doesn't count. Although it's so unfortunate that The Office is off Netflix. Yep. So <laughs> but you can watch extended scenes on... Peacock. I can't believe how Peacock literally has all of their marketing and all of their ads in context of The Office. Like, oh, you want to <laughs> have free Peacock? Well, you can watch the first two seasons of The Office. Oh, you want to pay a little more? Well, you can watch more seasons. But if you pay this premium, you can watch all the seasons. And all of their ads <laughs> are all The Office. And it's like, they know. They know that's all they have going for them. <laughs> yeah. can't and Star Trek. I'd rather buy the DEDs. I think that's Star Trek. No, it's CBS. not Star Trek. Star Trek's the other one. Never mind. CBS All Access, yeah. Well, are we geeking out about anything else this week? Uh, no, I think we've geeked out quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. We will end the podcast there then. And we will we'll bring up the show uh, to normal speed next week. Yeah. Talking about um, the news that's going on. Uh, we miss We miss doing that. I uh, miss you guys. So please tweet at us with the hashtag GGCast. We haven't heard from anyone in a while. Hashtag GGCast. Um, your favorite game, favorite movie, favorite TV show of 2020. We love hearing from you. Um, we get a few tweets now and then, but it's been a while. Talk to us, guys. It's been three weeks at least. Uh, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at WarheroLJ and on Instagram at WarheroLJ underscore GT. And then obviously streaming on the twitch channel on friday nights uh twitch.tv slash geeks under grace uh playing bug snacks cool and shelly you can find me uh streaming on the geeks and grace channel as well twitch.tv slash geeks and grace on tuesdays i've been playing hades usually until until i get that epilogue i'll probably just keep playing hades it's just so fun to pick up in a couple hours um and you can find me on twitter at the shellshock and as always, find me on Instagram, at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. 
We love you all so much. So thank you for listening. It's on.